Pitt loses its four-star quarterback commitment in Kenny Minchie. Let's talk about this concerning trends with this, how this affects Pitt's 2023 recruiting class and so much more coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Pitt podcast. You are Locked on Pitt. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. And as always, folks, I am your host, Nick Farabaugh. Today's episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Folks, terms and conditions do apply. Now, let's talk about it. The big ace, if you will, of the pit recruiting class was Kenny Minchie. This star quarterback out of Pope John Paul in Tennessee that really seemed to be coming through and giving Pitt a lot of hope that could potentially change what Pitt could do next year, right? I mean, we've talked about on this podcast, what is it likely that he was going to start next year? Probably not, but it was possible. And because it was possible, to me, that gives Kenny Minchie so much more intrigue in terms of what you want to bring to the table with this quarterback. And Kenny Minchie is a highly sought-after quarterback. He's a high-pedigree quarterback. I mean, this is a guy that was offered by Tennessee, has been pursued from Notre Dame for so long. Ohio State was in on him for a while. There were so many signals that Kenny Minchie is a highly sought-after quarterback recruit and he was but he committed to Pitt and so you felt like Pitt maybe had a chance here had that great performance at the Elite 11 really shot up boards across the nation everyone saw this kid for what he was he's accurate he's poised he's got a demeanor about him that is rare in quarterbacks period let alone 18 year olds that are going to be coming to the college level next year and so we are talking about a rare quarterback prospect that could potentially come to pit in terms of instant impact and the upside he brings to the table. Now, Pitt's had four-star quarterbacks before. We've seen Thomas McVitie. We've seen the Chad Voitzicks. We've seen the Pat Bostics of the world. We have seen four stars flame out in Pittsburgh. Don't believe that? Just look at their history over the past 15, even 20 years. Pitt hasn't had a ton of great four-stars, right? I mean, Kenny Pickett was easily the best quarterback they've had of the past 20 years, and this man was a three-star. So there are a lot of variables to it. But make no mistake, man, the, the tape on Kenny Minchie was really good. Good deep ball. Maybe not super mobile, but he's mobile enough to have the functional mobility. He's a pro-style quarterback that had just essentially run Frank Signetti's scheme at the high school level. Um, it's more layered, obviously, Frank Signe's scheme. And certainly he would have to adjust still. And he would have to learn college-level things. But 
He was throwing the ball only about 20 times a game, maybe 25 at most. Keen Slovis does the same thing. The play-action game was prevalent, and he threw a lot of different shot plays and deep balls. It was going to be a natural fit for a really talented quarterback that really probably had a chance to start. Again, Pitt would have gone out and sought out a transfer regardless. Um, and if Keen Slovis is back, he would obviously be favored. And Kenny Minshew would have had to be out Nate Yarnell, Nick Patty, whoever else would come back into the fold. But the high talent level that this guy brings to the table, that you can just see in terms of projection, the stars he has, this is a guy that really looks dynamic. And so Pitt losing him absolutely is a huge loss in terms of just the view right now. Yeah, whatever. Kenny Minshew could be bad, and the shoulder injury that he suffered could be catastrophic. We don't know, right? I can't tell you what Kenny Minshew is going to end up being. I'm just saying the tools, the pedigree, the film, the rating, it all lines up right now. For me to think, we're talking about a pretty solid quarterback here. And Kenny Minchie. And so, yeah, it, it's a tough loss for Pitt. Now, here's the thing. Pitt hasn't signed many high school quarterbacks recently. You go back to 2019, they signed Davis Bevel. Then in 2020, they signed Nate Yarnell. Or 2021, rather, they signed Nate Yarnell. But if they don't sign a quarterback in this recruiting cycle in the 2023 class... Folks, they will have signed a quarterback in only one of the last four recruiting classes. And sure, they've had transfers, obviously. And, and the, I will say this, the fact that Kenny Pickett was here for so long definitely hurts your ability to recruit because the young quarterback's not going to have playing time with such a young gun and Kenny Pickett there for so long. But it's not sustainable to only have one recruit at quarterback in four years. I think that's becoming very clear. And so I have to imagine that Pitt's going to go look out into the market of high school quarterbacks and see what they can find. Will they find anyone? I don't know. I think it's definitely going to be tough. But I think they have to at this point. And so losing Kenny Minchie is a really tough blow to a class that I think has a strong base to it. But he was the top of the pyramid. And so you take that out, and it's significantly worse um, than it would have been. And so you're really kind of hurting by losing Kenny Minchie. And you, you expected big things out of this guy. He was a big reason why you felt, okay, you can deal with some of the downtrends of Frank Signetti right now because he's coming in the future. But if he's not coming in the future, I, I think it's a little bit harder to completely buy into the Frank Signetti long-term model. So... We'll kind of see how this ends up working out. But I want to talk about how this affects it in terms of timing because I also think this is a big part of it as well. But first, folks, want to let you know about LinkedIn because, folks, these days, every potential new hire feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the qualified candidates available that are out there. And so that's why you can check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Folks, all you have to do is add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. 
Facebook's simple tools like screening questions makes it easy to focus on the candidates you want with the right skills and experience to quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. We are continuing to discuss Kenny Minchie's decommitment here. And, you know, I, I can't blame Pat Narduzzi and his staff for not seeing this coming. And when John Garcia Jr. has been on the show in the past, me and him have talked about this and the fact that Pitt has really done a great job of full court pressing Kenny Minchie from the time he committed to now, they made sure that there was very minimal chance that anyone would pull him away. At least that was within their sphere of influence. You can't do everything yourself, right? Listen, Pitt is Pitt, and we have to understand this. This is Notre Dame that came pounding on his door. Notre Dame decided that they badly wanted Kenny Minchie all the way back after Elite 11. They have been pressing him for months, and it seems like it is working. And there is a very reasonable effort to just say it is Notre Dame. (laughs) If you are a college football player, a prospective college football player, and you look at Pitt versus Notre Dame, most players are going to be inclined to go to Notre Dame. It's just going to be the facts of them. Notre Dame is a brand that attracts top talent. I mean, C.J. Carr, a five-star next year, is committed to the Irish. And I get they haven't had a good passing offense this year, and I get it. But listen, it's Notre Dame. And and they are 7-3. They're a top-20 team now in the country. They are always going to have a step up on Pitt until Pitt takes the step up to the next level. And they haven't done it yet. And so they have sway. They have tell. It is exactly why when you look at Pitt overall, this was so feared by fans and everyone alike. Because Notre Dame, Ohio State, when they came knocking, you felt this could be a possibility. You really did. Because Pitt, doesn't have that type of pull. It's straight up true. They just don't have that type of pull. But it hurts Pitt as well because the timing sucks. You know, Kenny Minchie had been committed to Pitt since the day after the NFL draft. When Kenny Pickett got selected by Pitt, um, had Pittsburgh Steelers, he, he committed the next day. And so you thought this could be potentially what was going on here that Kenny Minchie was going to enroll early. We started hearing those rumors too. He was coming early. He was going to come in the spring. And so you felt like your quarterback could maybe be on and starting in 23. This guy could have that potential shoulder injury and all. But I think it hurts Pitt now more than it would say if he decommitted in June because there's a fluid quarterback board that's always moving around at that time of year. Lots of guys that aren't committed yet in June. 
quarterbacks don't wait long to commit. Some of them commit very early. Some of them commit as late as August. But before their season starts, most of them are going to be committed. Very rarely do we see a, a commitment process for a quarterback be carried out the full length of the way till National Signing Day. And that is pretty much true overall. The, the, the targets for Pitt aren't very good that are plentiful and uncommitted. If Pitt's going to want to flip a quarterback here, sometime in the next month, boy, they better flip someone. And they better get to work right away because Pitt's going to have to use some of these ingrained relationships. So they're going to have to forge new ones, which isn't going to be easy either, to bring that to light. This is not going to be an easy slash and dash type of, of time for Pitt, because you look at the quarterback board, and maybe the top guy right now is Bo Edmondson, who decommitted from Michigan State. There's other guys that could be potential flips. You look at maybe Marcus Stokes after Jaden Rashada flipped from Miami to UF. Maybe Pitt can go after him and flip him. There's other guys that have connections to lower that are at lower level schools, but. Pitt's going to have to execute a flip here, I think. And so it, it makes it tougher. If you're competing against an uncommitted guy and you're just you're just going up against other players that are on the same plane as you, that desperate quarterback needy team, it's different. But if you are instead looking at, for example, a guy that is committed to another Power 5 school, Infinitely so. It is much harder to flip it around. It is much harder to change what you are trying to do with your recruiting class. And you had already built the recruiting class in the vision of Kenny Minchie and, and the Frank Cincinnati offense. So now you have to find the guy that fits those the best. It's really tough this late in the process. And so... I'm not sure what Pitt's going to do now. There are some names out there um, that, they, that they have potentially looked at. Um, Vic Sutton, you're talking about. Um, that There are guys that they have looked at potentially. But we don't have a concrete lead just yet on who they're looking at. And so the, the timing of this is as much important as the fact that he decommitted because it doesn't give Pitt much room to go out and make a move. It doesn't give Pitt a lot of flexibility or time to make that move and go get the quarterback this year, even though they're going to need one. But let, let's discuss what this now means potentially for the future and what it could free up Pitt to do. But first, folks, want to let you know about Bet Online because, folks, you want to check out the latest lines for Pitt, yeah, Duke is underdogs against Pitt by eight points. Yeah, eight points. You can go check that out. You can put money on that if you want to on betonline.net. It's your number one source for betting sports info, stats, news, analysis, so much more. Folks, you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that is out there. Football, basketball, soccer, esports, so much more at betonline.net. And folks, if you love the sports podcast, those are there on betonline.net as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Let's talk about this. Kenny Minchie losing Kenny Minchie sucks. It sucks even more because of the timing. So where does that leave Pitt? It leaves Pitt with the likely with the likely realization that you're not going to have Keen Slovis next year. I think that's what's going to happen. Now, I can't speak too soon, but I get the feeling that eventually that's what's going to come to fruition about this. I, I don't think Keaton Slovis is necessarily going to be back. Well, then you need to hit the portal. Once over, at least. You need the vet guy, right? You, you can't just go in with Patty and Yarnell. You need another vet guy. And so, one person has to come from the portal at the very least. But if you don't get a recruit, you need a young guy and an older vet guy. You'll need two transfers, which can work, but the portal is tougher to maintain long-term. You like it when a guy comes into college and he ingratiates himself into your program from the get-go because it sets a standard. You get to teach him. You get to teach him your philosophy. It is much, much better, I think, to come up in that organic way for a quarterback, specifically in the land of college football, than it is in any other position. And so I am worried about that trend I noticed earlier, the pit could potentially sign only one quarterback in the last four recruiting classes. I think it's highly problematic for the pit if they're trying to build this program out long-term because there's not the young guy that can compete year in and year out. Now, maybe Nate Yernell ends up being the future, right? You saw him, you liked what you saw from him, but you don't know if he's 100% the future and you need other young guys to come in and compete with him because competition is a huge part of making each other better. And I think that's always something that you look at with Pitt, a program like Pitt specifically and what they need to do is to surround their quarterbacks with competition. And so not having that competition for your young guys, I think hurts not having the guys that can, Run the scout team at a highly effective level to challenge your defense. Hurts. Just stuff like that. Pitt needs to land another quarterback. At least one. At least one. And that will happen through different avenues. And now, I also think it gives you more flexibility to look at your offensive future. You know, you're not locked into Kenny Minchie anymore. Which does offer you some different flexibility in schematic terms. Now, you can decide if that schematic future is with Frank Signetti or not. I think this frees up your ability to potentially move on from Signetti if you want to. Now, I think that one is certainly a little bit steeper, and it's one where you can make the argument to not do it right now. I think there's an argument for it and against it. But this move definitely frees it up more. But now you can decide, do you want to go to a more air raid Group. Do you want to go to a spread offense more like what Mark Webble did with the spread type of pro offense? Do you like the Frank Zignetti type of spread uh, of spread them out, shotgun multiple kind of grouping? There's a different type of offense you can now go out with. And you can go out and get a guy that fits your future. 
And so to me, this has to be Pat Narduzzi taking a front step forward and understanding what he wants in his quarterback of the future. You have to go out and get that quarterback, whether it's through the portal or in the class of 2023 right now. It's not going to be easy for Pitt to go out and get some guy right now. It's just There's just not many guys out there. And losing Kenny Minchie absolutely sucks because you felt you had a massive piece of your future here with some other really good players coming in in the class and, and some young guys that are going to come up through the, through the program. And you liked what you had there. And so losing Kenny Minchie is a blow because it hurts Pitt's immediate future plans. And so they have to pivot right away. And they don't have much time to do it. And Minchie's probably going to go to Notre Dame. And I don't think you can blame many people for this. You know, I, it's not a money thing. It's none of that. It's the fact that Notre Dame is Notre Dame and Pitt is Pitt. And we have to be very blunt about that fact, right? You have to realize that. Notre Dame is a blue blood of college football. And as such, Kenny Minchie was swayed by that. And so I look at it overall. And and I have to imagine that he goes to Notre Dame. That is a good partnership for both of them. It doesn't matter what Notre Dame is doing this year in terms of overall lack of pack sufficiency and all of that. That is a quarterback room right now that I think has opportunity open, even with C.J. Carr in 24. I think Kenny Minchie has options. I think he has a strong offensive coordinator in Tommy Reese still. Um, I think that you have options there. And it is Notre Dame versus Pitt. And more often than not, Notre Dame's going to win that fight. There will be exceptions to the rule. Jordan Addison, right? Damar Hamlin, there are exceptions to this rule. But more often than not, you understand that's a losing battle for Pitt. And so Pitt now has to pivot on limited time. It's not going to be easy. It sucks. But they do have flexibility now to pivot if they want. And so that's what Pitt has to do moving into the future. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. I assume we will be talking to Pit basketball. We'll see what they can do against Michigan. We'll also talk about Duke and what they do and the challenges they bring and why it is such a hugely important game for Pitt. It's all coming up tomorrow on the Locked on Pit podcast, folks. As always, thank you for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.